Listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Recently, a two year old girl in South Carolina went into a Target to pick out a doll. When she and her mother went to check out, the store clerk asked the girl, who was white, why she would pick out the doll that she had in her hand. That doll was black. The cashier asked why she wouldn't rather pick a doll that looks like her. The little girl said, it does look like me. She's a doctor. The story went viral and sparked conversations across the country about how racial attitudes develop in young kids. It got us thinking about toys in general and the way they shape the way kids see themselves and others in the world, not just when it comes to race, but also gender and society and general and their place in it. This is not a new conversation, of course. I can remember when I was a teenager, Uh, studies being done about the way that kids see themselves through the visage of the the toys that they have. Uh, The idea that uh, the toys that you play with help you sort of find your place in the world, identify who you are and where you belong. I think the story from the Target store a few weeks ago, really revives that conversation and maybe points us to some differences between now and 20 or 30 years ago when we first were really thinking and talking about these things. Uh, Joining me now to talk about this issue are Patrina Chapman. She is a curator of collections and exhibitions at the Charles H. Wright Museum of African American History. She curated the I See Me exhibit that showcases Black Dolls in the museum. Also with us is Christia Spears-Brown, an associate professor at the University of Kentucky and author of Parenting Beyond Pink and Blue, How to Raise Your Kids Free of Gender Stereotypes. Patrina and Christia, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank Thank you. you. Absolutely. Um, uh, Patrina, I want to talk uh, first about this exhibit at at the museum. Tell us what people could see uh, in this exhibit and what it says about this idea of kids drawing from their toys, their sense of self. Well, the idea of I See Me, Reflections in Black Dolls, kind of stems from um, a experiment that went on uh, between um, Mamie and Kenneth Clark some years ago to mm-hmm. help change. That's a long time ago. <laughs> yes, 1940s. Um, and it was uh, an experiment that they did and they uh, checked, tested uh, 300 or uh, talked to 300 children and asked them different questions about a black doll and a white doll that basically looked the same except for the color of the skin. And they asked them which one they liked. And the majority chose the white doll. Um, the doll uh, experiment has been um, reproduced or you know redone a couple times since then in 2009 and 2010. Uh, so they say CNN, for example, in 2010 uh, uh, conducted the same or a similar experiment and got the same results. Uh, the black children chose the white dolls. And so this is a concern. It has been an ongoing concern about African-Americans and their uh, self-identity, self-esteem. And so uh, we decided to uh, develop this exhibition and to provide all uh, an array of all kinds of uh, dolls, black dolls, Colors, sizes, hair types, um, different uh, types of jobs that they do, different character dolls, 
And um, so we were trying to help African-American, not only children, but adults when they come in to feel good about how they look, how they, um, what they do in life yeah. without having any preconceptions about uh, looking like someone else. Yeah, right. That right. was our objective. Being told that something else is the standard, Better, yes. and you, if you don't look like that, you, you don't measure up. You don't measure up. And we went all the way back to Africa. We went all the way back to the pyramids, and we found um, a paddle doll. We could not obviously get the doll, but we have a wonderful image of this black doll, very black, uh, with either dreadlocks or maybe braids uh, made of, of, of beads and a fantastic dress. I don't know how they kept maintaining the color of it, over 2,000-year-old doll. And so we also talked about how dolls were used in Africa, not necessarily as toys, but um, to help a child understand where they fit in, culture, in, in their culture and um, how they grew up to nurture children and how to uh, get along within their family unit. It's all about culture. Dolls were made in their own image and yes. the image of their culture because they were very, each, there are over 2,000 different ethnic groups in Africa, and each one is very jealous about their history. <laughs> and so they're very proud. Each doll would have been made to look like children and people in their own community. In that culture. Yeah, and yeah. in their culture, yeah. yes. Uh, Christia Spears Brown, uh, your your work on this, your your research on this, um, must t- tell you all of the things that uh, Patrina Chapman was just talking about. But but what I want you to answer is uh, the criticism I often hear when this subject comes up. People say, "What difference? What difference does it make? What color the doll is? What difference does it make? What gender the doll is? These are toys, uh, and and somehow." Uh, the idea that children might draw important messages from those toys and what they look like uh, is is sometimes uh, sort of pushed to the side. Well, that's not really important. That doesn't mm-hmm. really happen. Uh, talk about how we know. How do we know that it does? Well, I mean, I think that's a thing I hear a lot. I mean, and you hear it with toys and with media too, right? It's just a show or it's just a toy. But for kids, everything is educational. You know, from the moment they open their eyes throughout their entire day, everything is educational. There's no such thing as an educational toy and a non-educational toy. Everything they interact with teaches them what the world is like and, in turn, what they themselves are like in the world. Um, And so partly because we think, you know, they come out as babies, they really know nothing. And by the time they get to adolescence, they really have savvy, sophisticated ideas of themselves and what the world is like and what social groups are like. So they had to pick all that up on their own. And how they do it is through play. Um, It's why play has always been important. There's a lot of research on the value of play. And so kids don't know, oh, this is educational, so let me pay attention to this kind of play, but let me turn off my brain and, you know, disconnect when I'm playing with this doll. I mean, and we know that kids pick up a lot of ideas from the types of dolls that they play with. And they can be subtle. So, you know, there's studies on when girls play with Barbie versus a fuller-sized doll. After playing with Barbie, they're more likely to eat less. They're less, um, they're less happy with what their bodies look like. Um, so it's not just race. It could be even the minor things as to kind of body image and body shape affects kids. Yeah. We know that the dolls, like the types of jobs that the dolls are portrayed as doing, impact the types of occupations kids think they can do after playing with those dolls. 
So if they're picking up on those subtle cues, it's only logical. And I think it's really kind of obvious then if, if they can get that subtlety, they can definitely pay attention to things like race and gender. Yes. Um, we also know that kids pay a lot of attention to what's familiar. So kids like what's familiar from birth. And so the reason that diverse dolls are important is that it makes different things be familiar to kids. And we know that if things are familiar, we're more comfortable with them and our attitudes go along with that. You know, I think black dolls are important for black kids, but also for white kids, right? It, to show that there's not one image of what should be kind of air quotes normal is helpful for everybody. It changes the dialogue about what's considered mainstream and changes it to saying diverse is normal. We right. all look different, and all of those different variations are just as important and just as valuable. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion about how toys shape children's worldview. Uh, stay with us. Stay with us on the phones. 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. We'll be right back on Detroit Today. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. My guests are Petrina Chapman. She's a curator of collections and exhibitions at the Charles H. Wright Museum of African American History. She curated the I See Me exhibit, which showcases black dolls. Also with us is Christia Spears-Brown. She's an associate professor at the University of Kentucky and author of Parenting Beyond Pink and Blue, How to Raise Your Kids Free of gender stereotypes. We are talking about how toys help shape the way kids see themselves in the world. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and we'll work your comments into the conversation. Mark in Ferndale, welcome to Detroit uh, Today. Thanks. Oh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, yeah. I just really quickly i'm i'm the type of person that actually usually would be skeptical of like these type of <laughs> discussions but i think in this this one i think actually does make perfect sense i mean if a kid grows up never seeing you know something i mean i that just i guess it makes perfect sense to me why this does matter but i guess i just want to make one quick comment sure. i've got young kids and it seems like um you know the books i read to them there's uh I mean, I've, I haven't like taken a count or whatever, or really paid super close attention, but it does seem like there's a variety of different races and ethnicities represented in the vast majority of the books that I think I read to them. And then the television, this will get me father of the year, but I usually sit them down there to ignore them. But I periodically <laughs> walk by and, uh, you know, see what they're when it seems like there's the different programs, you know, do have like, I don't know, you know, Hispanic uh females, you know, black females, white, sure. I don't know. It, it seems like it's maybe not, I don't know, maybe I'm not doing or seeing it right, but anyway, it seems well, it like is something different. maybe has changed. Right? Yeah, no, I think I think that's right, Mark. Uh, I, I can remember, first of all, I can remember when I was a kid how how non-diverse uh, uh, toys and, and television were, but I can also think back to when my kids, who are now teenagers, were little, uh, how different it looked, but I also remember that 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 wasn't an easy transition. Uh, I remember the blowback that, for instance, Sesame Street got 
when it started because of the diversity that was represented uh, on that show. Uh, uh, Patrina Chapman, uh, th- this idea uh, that that immersing your kids in in diversity, even beyond their toys, uh, is important. is is one of the things that I think we're still in sort of a transitional phase of. We're we're getting there, right? I agree. We are in a transitional phase. Um, I think diversity is important. And I, um, the, the little girl that you spoke of, the two-year-old, uh, when you look at the, it's obviously it went, out, it went viral and you can see her at her home. And uh, that wasn't the first black doll that she had. That I, actually, I could see a baby, a black baby in, in the background. And it shows that the family is supporting diversity in her fam- you know, within her home. But now if you uh, look at other situations, maybe the woman who was against it, um, you know, maybe she didn't have that opportunity to be exposed to other people. So I think, um, of course, having diversity is super important, but we do need to know who you are and where you come from because you have to be grounded. I think our, all our children, all our families need to be grounded in their own history yeah. so that they can understand how they do fit in the world and that they have, um, they have importance in the world just as others do. So I, I think that diversity is important. Uh, yeah, there's a the distinction beauty, there, right? Yeah, there's a distinction. I look different. You look different. But that's what it is, difference. It's not bad or good, worse you know, than others. Right. So I think those are the things that we have to think about. And the family has to support. It's not just the dolls. It's not the uh, items that people get. It's what the it's family. Everything. Yes, it's what the family and people that they come into contact with support and help them to understand yeah. the world, how to understand the world. Sure. Uh, quickly, let's go to Jessica in Ferndale. Jessica, welcome to Detroit today. Thanks very much yeah, go for ahead. having me. Yeah, go ahead. Hi, um, I just wanted to call. Thanks. I'm, I'm a big fan of your show, and um, I wanted to talk about uh, my husband and I have a five-year-old, and we've worked really hard at the you know the issue at hand that you guys are discussing she went to a waldorf school where there's neutral there are neutral toys there's no uh she went to a very diverse school and um that's very important for play as your as your guest mentioned but then also we've worked really hard to not use any kind of terms like you are white or this person is black she is white but if we were to say to her you know this person is black. She she has no idea what that means because, again, we've worked very hard at, at not using that kind of dialogue. Wow! Wow! That's really that's a really interesting that's a really interesting approach. Uh, Christia Spears Brown, uh, this idea of well, maybe a post racial childhood. Uh, does that is that the direction that uh, that this that this needs to go in. There yeah. are benefits to, I think, helping kids realize that race is not an important description of someone. But at the same time, we aren't a colorblind society. Um, kids do see color because um, we do come in different shades. <laughs> and so kids do actually notice. They know, right? <laughs> right. And the problem is that there are differences in society because of long histories of systemic racism and discrimination. There are differences in who does certain types of jobs. There's differences that they see in media. There's different portrayals. And so one concern, though, is never talking about race teaches kids that maybe those differences are innate 
or maybe that those differences are just the way they need to be and not understanding the bias that came behind those differences. So in some ways it's good to not talk about race in the sense that it's a really important way to describe people, but research does suggest that kids know race. Kids learn race stereotypes when they're about four and five years old. Even when the parents try not to teach it, kids detect them and learn about them and kind of from media and other types of places. And so helping kids understand what race really is, that it's really a difference in just the skin pigment and the um, melanin in the skin, and that sometimes society treats people unfairly because of race, and helping them understand that explanation can actually be really helpful and is actually more helpful than just ignoring it. Yeah. Uh, And and Jessica, I want to make clear, we're uh, we're not saying you're doing the wrong thing here. It sounds like you're doing, you're trying to do, the right thing, and I think the context here is what's uh, right. What's it's a it's a tricky kind of fine line. Yes. I think it's right to not talk about race as this mm-hmm. is an important part of who that person is. And again, it's the differences are there's differences if you're raising white kids versus black or Latino <laughs> black. kids. No, that's right. You know, white <laughs> white parents have a different burden, yeah. um, and that we have you know white parents have to help their kids understand racial unfairness differently right. than black parents. Right. Okay, Patrina Chapman, curator of collections at the Charles H. Wright, Christia. Spears Brown, Associate Professor of, at, at the University of Kentucky. Thank you both for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a service of Wayne State University. See you tomorrow. <laughs>